What's going on guys? I hope you're all well and welcome to my first ever podcast. So first off, I'm just going to go through who I am, my background and my reasons for starting this podcast. Now, I am Joey Manning, Joe Manning or Joseph if you are my mother or somebody who thinks that I've done something wrong. Now, my background um, in terms of the fitness industry and where I came from, I started getting into fitness and kind of the whole bodybuilding concept when I was quite a young age, maybe around eight, maybe seven or eight years old, when I used to watch The World's Strongest Man with my dad. And uh, I used to look up to these guys and used to think, you know, one day I'm going to be able to fucking pick up one of these cars, all these Atlas stones that these guys do. And I was just totally in awe. And uh, a few years went on watching this program and then I started to see people like Arnold Schwarzenegger um, even though from a young age obviously he was already around but I wasn't aware of this guy and uh, then I was like do I want to be able to lift something heavy or do I want to look aesthetically pleasing for me the aesthetics was more of a key point for me now this came from watching rugby league players I used to play rugby union at school as a as a kid and also from my teenage years I played for the sick form team and also for my local team which was Chipping Norton. Also played for county as well so that was Oxfordshire so I did my bit in rugby however that was all union and the guys in union are kind of 20 plus stone big thick set guys like the world's strongest man competitors however Looking at the league players, they were, you know, six foot one, six foot sort of height. Um, they were more athletic looking. They were, I wouldn't say they, they probably are a little bit fitter. However, they had that aesthetically pleasing look, which I was after. Now, to get that look, I know I needed to lift some sort of weights. I needed to push my boundaries, get into sprinting, get into doing hypertrophy workouts. So there came my love for the gym. And ever since then, I kind of aspired to be somebody who can run a fast time in 5K, somebody who can lift something heavy, someone who can do 100 push-ups, can do things that a lot of these big guys couldn't necessarily do because they weren't going for these sorts of goals. This is something I had in my heart personally that I wanted to achieve. I wanted to be an all-round fit guy. So the reasons I started this podcast were because I was getting a lot of questions from my socials. And if you don't know, my socials, where a lot of you guys may have came from to listen to this, my Instagram is Joey Manny Fitness, my YouTube is Joey Manny Fitness, and my Snapchat is JM Fitness one So a little plug for myself there. Um, get you. Get yourself subscribed, get yourself following those accounts and uh, you'll keep up to date with my latest podcasts and my movements in life. So what qualifies me to talk about the subject today? Now, I don't think there's any sort of qualification which can allow anybody to talk about such thing unless they have the experience. So I actually enrolled to a course back when I was about 17 or 18 um, in London, which was the NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Now, I did my level two fitness instructing course, and I did my level three personal training. Now, that gave me the key 
information I needed to be a personal trainer and I didn't use it. Now I'll tell you why. At this point, I was in a good sales role. I wasn't bothered about being a personal trainer. However, I know I wanted to put it to use. So a few years down the line, I eventually started my own online coaching facility. Now this, I had um, 15, 20 clients at once. I was doing the online coaching outside of my normal nine to five. This was my side hustle. Now I find it's really important to do such a thing like this, um, something that you love on the side, because eventually one day you can make it your passion and your one and only career path. But for me, just for that point, um, at that time of my life, it was simply a hobby and something I enjoyed to do, to give people the, you know, give the hope and to guide people in the right direction. And by doing that, it also gave me an income. So that actually taught me just as much as doing my course itself just by putting it into practice. And also it's not as easy if you're doing one-to-one -one coaching. If you've got somebody who sat at home on their sofa and you've now got to get them off their ass and make sure they're eating the right foods, that can be difficult. You rely a lot of the time on the client in terms of are they eating the right foods? Are they telling me the actual truth? Now the only person they're cheating themselves out of there is themselves. But that's a whole different subject which we're not going to go down today. So today's subject is about diet advice, sticking to calories and not falling off track and my approach to doing such a thing. So the topic we're going to be talking about as I've just gone over um, in terms of falling off track and one approach that works for me is flexible dieting. Now there's a lot of misconceptions to this and how, how this diet works. Now the basics are energy in versus energy out. So the approach of flexible dieting is so simple, people still manage to fuck it up. So now grab yourself a pen. If you haven't got a pen, make some mental notes of this now. So how does flexible dieting work? You've got seven days a week at two and a half thousand calories a day times seven days at 17,500 calories a week. Now the easy part of this is it's round numbers and it's the easiest maths possible. If you're finding this difficult to add up 2,500 times seven, then we've got a problem. Now, once you've got this overall number for the week, yours might not be 17,500, it might be 2,000, where then you're at 14,000 calories for the week. Now. The best way to do it is to think ahead of time and be like, what am I doing Friday night? What am I doing Saturday night? Am I going out for food? Am I staying in? Am I going to have a pizza with my other half? Am I just going to eat a whole pizza to myself or a tub of Ben and Jerry's? Let's say on Saturday night, you're going to have a tub of Ben and Jerry's. You've looked up the total calories for that one tub. Let's round it to 1400 calories. All you need to do in this, this is the simplest part is 1400 calories, take that from your, let's say your 17,500 calorie a week, okay? Once you've minus that off, divide that new total weekly calorie count by seven days. That will ensure you're hitting the right amount of calories. Maybe it's not macro friendly on that one night, but this is a cheat meal, guys. That's what you need to understand. People go on about cheat days, don't do that. That is where you throw everything out the window, you fucking have 
a bacon sandwich for breakfast, a lunchtime you have stuff in your face with a chocolate bar, and then you go out for some beers, and it just fucking spirals out of control. Next thing, you've done 4,000 calories in a day without even thinking about it. The important thing to think about here and to remember is it's calories in versus calories out. If you're living yourself in a de deficit, which is you're outputting 2,000 calories and you're putting in 1,500, you're gonna lose weight. The average number of a pound per body fat in terms of calories is three and a half thousand. Now, don't start putting yourself into a 7,000 calorie deficit. I'm just talking in small numbers, which will happen over weeks, you know, in, in a matter of weeks time. So again, if you're trying to lose weight, you're in a deficit. If you're trying to gain weight in a bulking period, you go for something called a surplus of calories. Now, your maintenance calories might be two and a half thousand. Now suddenly you're gonna put your surplus calories for a bulking phase up to 2,800, 900, 3,000. Some people go stupid, they have stupid amounts of calories, they put on loads of body fat, and they think, why has this happened? Because you're a greedy motherfucker. <laughs> no, so uh, some people go over the, overboard, and some people enjoy that. You know, I don't enjoy getting too fat on a bulk, because again, I go for the aesthetic look, as opposed to the, I want to get huge and uh, spend 20 weeks of my life at the beginning of summer trying to shred down. <laughs> that is not fun at all. Um, an average cut for me will last between 8 and 15 weeks. So you're probably thinking right now that you can make a diet from any type of calories as long as the number adds up. Indeed you can. So let's take for example a Pop-Tart. Okay, So a Pop-Tart is 200 calories for example. Let's say your new daily allowance is 2000 calories a day. You can fill those 2000 calories with whatever you like. So let's just backtrack here. Your new calories, for example, on a deficit are 2,000 because you've worked out that your maintenance is 2,500. And you're going to trial Pop-Tarts for every meal of the day. And you've worked out that a Pop-Tart is 200 calories. Now, guess what? This means you can eat 10 Pop-Tarts a day. I wouldn't advise this, but 10 a day, you still will lose weight because you're inputting a smaller amount as to what you're exerting. However, this is not nutritionally healthy at all. I mean, I, again, wouldn't preach that, but this is just what I'm trying to get you guys to understand, is it's numbers in versus numbers out, and it's just as simple as that. So, why not have one or two Pop-Tarts a day on a 2,000 calories, and subtract that off of your total amount? So you've got 400 calories worth of Pop-Tarts, you've got two in there, that leaves you with 1,600 to play around with for the rest of the day, with things that are more nutritionally dense. For example, whole grain rice, broccoli, chicken, vegetables, you know, whatever, tofu, whatever your dietary restrictions are. That is the way to do it. Find something that you like, take it off your daily amount, eat around your day that way. By doing that, you're going to reduce your failure rates because you're going to be having something every now and again which is going to spike your insulin, get you on a high, make you feel good about yourself because let's face it, eating the same shit every day um, for me, I can do it. I can do a week, maybe two weeks of eating the same foods every single day, the most boring foods, because for me that works. And also so does this approach. I've done this many times on a Saturday night where I've thought to myself, I'm going to have a pizza tonight, find out the calories, subtract it off your day, and uh, that is something that works. However, you can also just have a blowout. Let's say you've done two weeks of good dieting and you're going to have 
something on every fortnight that you're just gonna blow out. That is absolutely fine. This is just an approach for flexible dieting for you guys to have a look, look at and play around with if there's something you want in your diet all the time or if there's something you've got on your mind for Saturday evening. So how would you strategically plan your day of eating? The way I'd do this is you've got Monday to Friday, let's say Monday to Saturday, and you know you're eating two and a half thousand calories a day. However, Sunday evening you're going out for dinner with friends. And you've got a goal in mind. You wanna be beach fucking ready in eight weeks time. Go on the website for this restaurant, find out the calories. A lot of restaurants now on the websites have their menus with their calories already on there. So let's say for example, there's a nice burger on that sheet that you really like, and you know you're gonna order that ahead. You know, in your head, you you know you want that burger on Sunday night. Guess what? That burger on that sheet says it's 13, 1400 calories with fries. Now what do you do? You've got your daily calories at two and a half thousand. You've got the weekly total at 17 and a half thousand. Take away that 1400 calories for the burger that you're gonna have on Sunday night, divide that new number up by seven days, there is your daily calorie allowance. It's as easy as that. So guys, that is one approach I've just thrown at you. It's something you can try yourself. It's really simple by using something like MyFitnessPal. You don't have to be a slave to it every single day because once you've got one day or two day in your mind, in the app that you know is hitting those numbers, you don't have to be a slave to it. I probably log into mine once a week just to double check that am I hitting the right numbers? Yes, I am, and then I leave it. Some people are obsessed by going on to every single day, but for me, that would drive me mad. Just remember guys, that this again is advice. I am not preaching fucking medical advice. I am preaching advice that I have used and I have learned over the years. And as simple as it is, it might, it may have now just clicked to shoot some of you guys. And if that has, hit a fucking like. So there you have it guys. First ever podcast. Um, hopefully that's given some of you guys an insight bit of information of how to plan your diets from now on if you want to see more of me on here in terms of podcasting make sure you like this podcast and uh, give me some feedback and also keep coming at me with more topics that you want me to talk about cheers guys thanks for now speak to you later I'm just like a merry-go I've been down looking for a miracle